Hello, in this compilation episode of the 177 Nations of Tasmania podcast, we have three more clips on the theme of food and hospitality, a really common topic that comes up again and again, as it's such a big part of culture. In this particular collection, you'll hear clips from Rebecca and Peter about how hospitality customs in Slovenia differ quite markedly from Australia, as Sergio reminisces about the traditional roasting of pigs on special festive occasions in his little village in Portugal. Ariana describes the importance of coffee culture to Brazilians and how the similarities with Australian coffee customs have helped her integrate better. And Manu recalls childhood memories of picking tropical fruits on a small island in Tyre. Of course, these are just little tastes, pun intended, and I hope it encourages you to listen to the full episodes to learn more about these stories. If you've seen these Italian movies, the Slovenians are almost almost the same. So a huge table, very good food on a table, everybody talking. It's a lot of that kind of gatherings. Yeah. Also for me as a as a guy inviting another friend to come over for uh, a beer or whatever. Uh, back home, it would be like, you meet him on the, on the street somewhere in the shop, um, say, let's, let's meet up for, let's catch up for a beer. And he'd say, yeah, and he'd be at my place in, let's say, two hours. Mm-hmm. Here for me, it was, uh, first question was, what do you reckon in three weeks, would that be okay for you? Was like, yeah. what just happened and in three weeks when that person arrived he had a beer with him and that for me was what happened yeah. <laughs> I don't get it it was it's really uh, connected at home so if you meet him and you talk with him that means I'm going to see you soon and let's chat let's have a chat let's just talk let's have some man to man time here it's all has to be scheduled ahead for a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, for a few weeks. Yeah. And even if we invite friends, that will mean that we'll meet up in two or three weeks. So uh, that's, again, a bit different. But that's how it is. It's not that I'm saying our way is better. Yeah, we're just comparing, it's, just comparing. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, how we learn to live here. Yeah. yeah. It's so you just don't go and knock on somebody's door and say, hi, do you have time for coffee? That would happen in Slovenia. Yeah. yeah. Or what was very interesting for us also to learn, that it depends when you are inviting people, what time of the day. Mm-hmm. So you can have a tea, t- you're, you're inviting somebody for tea, like that means tea and a cake or cheese platter and, and wine or then you have a dinner or lunch and you have different so if I say to somebody come please at 4 o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon yeah. they would expect something different than in, in Slovenia at that time okay uh, so what would you expect at Slovenia at 4 o'clock so in Slovenia anytime you come the, the table is usually you, you get a lot of food now you would get food some probably so some cold meat, cheese, yeah. bread, uh, something to drink, so or some cake. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, we do give our love with food, Slovenians. Yeah. So it's like it's expected to feed people when they come, any time of the day. 
Yeah. yeah. And of course, you'd like to show off the salamis that you made <laughs> a few months ago and yeah. just trying to convince them that yours are actually the best ones they can <laughs> have. So it's just because everyone's, uh, nearly everyone's making their own salamis and all prosciuttos or yeah. whatever sausages they are. Yeah, that that's always in the fridge waiting for it to be cut or something baked, cookies or something like that. Mm. Yes, yes, pork is a big thing. And I probably forgot to tell you about pork, about the pigs, actually. And uh -huh. my grandparents used to um, have pigs. And there was, again, was another big day when they would kill the pigs. Mm. These days it's a bit different, though. I think it's not legal right. to kill the pigs at home. Although in those places they still do. Because, mm. again, they still come from that old-fashioned way of doing they carry on those tradition things yeah they probably would have some issues if they would you know if the authorities would go there but sometimes what happens is because it's such a traditional thing there is a bit of um like they, they close a bit their eyes about that in some places they wouldn't close their eyes in the big city for instance but in yeah. those little villages they say it's just a tradition thing so they um they let it do this sometimes so I grew up doing that and, and the family would come for a whole day and it would be a big family day just to kill the pig yeah uh, and do the whole thing and prepare the pig to prepare all the meats and do it would be a whole day thing so it was uh, like a party family party day and is that uh, done at a certain time of year or yes yes I, I can't remember but it would be more, more on the on the cold season so uh -huh. I would guess maybe winter or autumn something like that yeah because I remember the cold yeah and they would do all the the whole thing so that the the women would go and wash the, um, the intestines I don't know what the specific names of it like oh, yeah, the, yeah. and then it would be used to do the you know the chorizo the, the, the sausages sausages and all yeah. that and, and the men will be cutting the the meat and or some alcohol was around yeah. those days. Um, yeah, and there was some domestic wine too. So my, my both my grandparents would have vineyards and, and have and have their own wine. Yeah. They would right. do every year. Yeah. And again it would be another big day invited the community to go in and pick the grapes and do the whole thing. And I remember still I don't know if you know those real rock I don't know the name where they put all the 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 grapes and then you just walk on it oh, singing yeah yeah that's the, that's yeah, that's the thing that Portugal is sort of famous for right? yeah is, is yes. the, the treading on the grapes yes that's it and they and the men would just be there and singing and it was such a big and beautiful party and and that's how they would uh, prepare all the grapes and uh, to do the wine so I still remember vividly those those memories. If I go to my mom's house. Uh, there's always a kettle on, and for the for the for the dripping coffee, and there's always coffee. If every time you go, there's always coffee there. If you go, if I'm taking a friend to my to my mom's house, she's definitely gonna offer you coffee. That's the first thing. Oh, would you like some coffee? And then yeah. you go. Uh, yes. And then the experience that you have when you drink coffee in Brazil might not be the same than Australian. Mm -hmm. But I must say one thing that was easy for me and a hundred percent easy for me to get used to Australia was the coffee culture. Mm -hmm. You guys have the same culture than us. Kids uh, on the, at the beach drinking coffee. 
which fine for Tasmania because it's a bit cooler, but not <laughs> fine for Sydney. But Sydney people still drink it. Yeah, uh, it's quite a nice uh, way to engage the culture from Brazil uh, into here. And when you think about moving other to other country, we never think, oh, what am I going to find out in there that's similar to Brazil? But this coffee thing that definitely brought me closer to mm -hmm. the culture here. Going to the US, working in an airline there, which was the same, uh, it was for Latin at the time, the people there are Brazilians and they don't miss the coffee. They got used to the way that Americans drinking coffee, which... Uh. I've, they've been corrupted. That's exactly what I think. But then talking to a friend of mine, she goes, Adriana, it's not. It's just because we we kind of don't have the culture of having a coffee with someone as a social, as part of a social environment. Mm -hmm. We have a coffee to get up and go. We have a coffee to go to work. We have a coffee to be on. Yeah. And whether I think that's one thing that I was talking to a friend the other day about US. She lives in the US. And she, she said, we don't take that coffee culture with us anymore whether if you go to a brazilian's house you're always going to find someone often offering you a coffee and cheese bread that's another yeah, very yeah. remarkable thing from brazil it's cheese bread bowls which yeah. is quite common for us and you always have that with the coffee so if you go yeah. let's say to my house or to someone's house that's what always we're going to have handy because it's something welcoming is something nice to have and it's not heavy and it's always it's like a little snack but yeah. it's also part of that social environment, the social activity of inviting someone to your house and making them feel welcome. Mm. That's the feeling that I have, at least for me. When people look at me, oh, Diana, why are you drinking so much coffee? Sometimes it's just to relax. Because for me, it's not a... Yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking a coffee to go or to keep working or to keep typing. It helps. It does, I must say. It yeah, helps. so that's an interesting observation that, you mentioned about the, that the way people drink coffee in America is about being on the go, whereas in Brazil and a bit more here, it's like a um, a ritual to it's a social ritual. Yeah, in a way it's a, you're having a break. Yes, that's the point. You're having a break from everything. Often, I get invited to go to to try different coffee uh, coffee shops, new coffee shops, or even old coffee shops. Uh, from friends, from Australian friends and also from non-Australian. I used to do that a lot more in Sydney. Uh, but coming to Tasmania, I decided to take the role of me going myself to get to to try new coffee shops. Mm -hmm. But that was a relaxing time. And for me, it is the time that you sit down with a cup of coffee and you look out the window and you appreciate the, the environment around you or you appreciate the friend that you're having with yeah. you in a coffee shop or in the house. So it, it is very much uh, aligned with the Australian culture, drinking coffee. Oh, let's go meet up for coffee. And it's more about yeah. relaxing, not just go, go, go. Yeah, but the life in the island, it's a beach, swim every day. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, playing, there's nothing, no toys, no nothing, no light, no shop, yeah, no lollies. Bread, we have bread once a year, that's Christmas time. We see some bread. Right. We have some cake, pudding. <laughs> yeah. So we look forward to part of the kids' life in the island, look forward to Christmas. Yeah. Something like pudding and cake. Bread, yeah. So, what was the, the what was sort of daily life like for as a child on uh, a place like that? 
just playing. That's a tree mm. climbing on trees. There's always fruit somewhere, and yeah, part of kids' activities playing and getting fruit. That we all going get. We bring all the whole lot of fruits home, and that will be all eaten and sharing by everybody. And yeah, it's always like I'm saying the season rules or determining the way of life. Mm, mm. Yeah. Because all then the tropical fruits come in seasons, uh, yeah. There's all different um, wines, passion fruit, which is yeah, sweet and fruity and juicy and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, sea swimming and fruit are the main, uh, you know, stimulant. I suppose of uh, mm. you know, it's always. Uh, things that we have to do washing the pots wash the dishes you know getting collecting firewoods for the fire because it's fire everything cooking it to be firewoods yeah coconuts is just bit they always need coconuts for the thing 